25 minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program, and we are in Israel. We're actually at the uh, Inbal Hotel. Uh, there was somewhat of a, a discussion about where today's show would be, and uh, we concluded with our friends from Vomodian uh, that really the best place for us and for them to be uh, this afternoon, uh, would be here at the Inbal in Jerusalem, although, of course, uh, during the second half of our program, uh, we will uh, dominate the discussion with uh, uh, with talk about Mavo Modian and the, and the community there and what's happened there and how we can help, etc., etc. So we are going to get to the uh, entire topic a little later on. Uh, tonight, we're at Yom NCSY, uh, which you'll hear tomorrow morning, and, of course, the rest of the week with our friends at the NCSY Summer Programs. And I say good afternoon and good morning, Miriam L. Wallach. Good morning and good afternoon. How are you? Baruch Hashem. Uh, it is, in fact, the 17th of July and the 14th <laughs> of Tammuz. It's unusual that uh, time goes by this quickly. I didn't think it was already Wednesday, frankly. <laughs> well, because yesterday was the longest day of our lives. That could be. It was, yeah. It was, in fact, a very, very long day. And here we are. And we're broadcasting from one of our favorite places. Our home in home. The place that serves as our home base when we are in Jerusalem. Right. And that's, of course, the Inbal Hotel. And they have been, um, I'd say on a scale of 1 to 10, way beyond 10 in hospitality. Agreed. During this trip. Uh, those who come here during the summer months, or really any time during the year, they can enjoy the same hospitable and uh, wonderful service that we've been enjoying here uh, at the Inbal Hotel. Don't think that this is just reserved for radio people. What happened? Nothing. Don't think this is... Motioning Yoni. Don't think this is just reserved for people who work in, the, uh, in broadcasting. It's not. A regular person can come here, place a reservation, and be the beneficiary of the same incredible hospitality and wonderful service that we are getting at the Inbal Hotel. The hotel is full. The hotel is full, and the hotel is full with people we don't know. And I'm not saying that to be funny. <laughs> I'm not saying that to be funny. I'm saying that it's really, I mean, Ronnie was talking about yesterday how they're thinking about Americans, how they're trying to cater to the needs of, uh, you know, shall we say out-of-towners who are looking for a great hotel experience. And, um, and we walk through the lobby, and we're at breakfast, and we really do not know people here because it's not just New Yorkers. There are plenty of tourists here. There are plenty of, you know, groups that are coming here. And everyone is finding, you know, that the accommodations and, of course, the breakfast here at the Inbal is, um, you know, it has no comparison. There's, uh, I don't know if you noticed, but at breakfast there were some Houston Astros fans. I did not notice. Yes. And, uh, Yoni, I averted my eyes. Yoni gravitated to them. They had a little one. They had one of these little uh, Houston moments. Where do they, they have? Do they have speak? Do they have their own language? Houston speak. Uh, and they, you know, it was obvious that they are uh, concerned about the losing streak that the Astros are now mired in. I thought it was. Wow, it's ninety-seven degrees today. Oh, it feels like home. <laughs> wow, the windows are steamy. It's so hot. Oh, it feels like home. One of the things that we uh, we have stumbled upon is that there is actually an excessive heat warning For in today. Israel today. Yeah. Um, now, just so people understand our schedule, right now it's it's the middle of the day on uh, 
on Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> and later, we are actually going you to... You can't believe it's Wednesday. <laughs> later, we're going to go... You know what's confusing? Because I keep saying it's day three of our trip. Excuse me. I keep saying it's day two of our trip. And usually day two would be Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Right. This is an unusual trip. It's going Tuesday to Friday. So Correct. I'm thrown off a bit. Okay. Anyway, from here, we're going to be going to Ranana, mm-hmm. where uh, we're going to be broadcasting Thursday's JM and the AM from Yom NCSY. Right. And from what I hear, it can get pretty hot there, uh, even on days where there's not an excessive heat warning. Right. So this is going to be quite a challenge. Yeah, it's going to be... It's going to be hot, folks. A relative of mine texted me the following this morning. Someone who lives in Israel. They texted me the following in uh, in anticipation of the type of day we were going to have here today. Uh, Hope you are taking water with you on your travels today. Very hot day. Saw some of your interviews yesterday. Very good. Mm. That was the... uh, the, Who was that? That was the text I got from the mysterious texter uh, in Israel. Who, um, who wanted to warn me about the excessive heat warning that's in the country today. Right. Well, so yesterday was like in between 84 to 86, right? Obviously, we're talking Fahrenheit. Right. Um, and it was comfortable, and it was a beautiful day, and last night was so great. The weather was great. It was like a pristine yeah. night. Just a pristine One night. One of those perfect Jerusalem nights. Right. Today is going to be the, the center of the sun. And then tomorrow <laughs> is supposed to go back to being like yesterday. So, you know, and we the get, one time we're broadcasting from the outdoors yeah, is? today. On the excessive heat day. Correct. Yay. Yoni's like, not oh, so he, bad, not so bad. He loves this weather. Are you kidding? I know. I don't get it at all. But you know, Yoni's an enigma. All right. So that's what we have. We have uh, an amazing week here from Israel. Our friends from Moshav Mavomodin will be joining us later on. Um, we are here at the Inbal Hotel, which is serving as our uh, main base. Always as does. As it always does mm-hmm. in Jerusalem. Uh, we'll talk about the One Israel Fund event that's happening tonight. We'll do that a little later on. Correct. And uh, we'll remind everybody that if they're listening to this show on Wednesday morning, which they should be, they can still right. Even though we're not, we're not text, we're not, um, we're not utilizing the app, we're not commenting on the app in real time, right? Because we're pre-recording mm-hmm. this show. But what they can do is email if they want to email to us a special message for someone who's going to be at Yom NCSY, a madricha, madricha, right? A talmid or talmida, or a camper, or if they want. <laughs> I just say camper in Hebrew. Uh, if machana is camp, how do we used to say campers? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You don't know. Anyway, so... Um, well, well, I'll put it in Google Translate. If you want to uh, get an email to us to include in the show with a special shout-out to somebody, simply send an email to nachum at nachumsegal.com and utilize the subject line NCSY. Correct. And if you do that, we will hopefully uh, get that on the air for you at some point during the Yom NCSY show. And if it's appropriate, we can uh, either repeat it or present it during the Michlelet slash uh, NCSY Kolel show, which you'll hear on Friday morning. Right, because there is a chance that while you're, you know, doing a show, you may not be able to check all your emails. That's true. Right. But so we are encouraging people. Well, we're going to try our best. Right, but we are encouraging people to take care of this in advance, shall we say. Please, do it now. Yeah, do it now. With Please do it now. Li- subject line NCSY. We really appreciate it, and we want to get to everybody. All right, more coming up. Yes. You uh, ready for some great music? I am. Time for your Achmiel Begun in the Miami Boys Choir. You're listening to JM and the AM live from Israel. We're in Jerusalem and this is the Nachum Siegel Network. (laughs) 
Yehuda Green. Yehuda's Nigun off of the album The Shumala. Miami before that. <laughs> <laughs> Miriam El Wallach is here. My name is Nahum Siegel, and you are listening to JM in the AM on a Wednesday morning around the world on this global entity that we call the Nahum Siegel Network. We're on the road. We're on the road this summer. And this week, being in Israel Tuesday through Friday of this week, is um, a big chunk of our on-the-road programming for this summer. Miriam El Wallach, have you seen the JM and the AM Nahum Siegel Network luggage tag? I have. I've seen them all over our luggage. Have you seen the uh, NSN Nahum Siegel Network car magnet? I have. I want you to know. Yeah. I am grabbing one to put on our rental car. Ah, what a good idea. Yes. I also brought another magnet, another car magnet, <laughs> to put on our car, especially for you. Another magnet. Let me think about this for a minute. Yes. Another magnet. Mm-hmm. So is it possible there'll be two NSN magnets on the car? There would be if the second one was an NSN magnet, so but it's, it's not. not. What would the other magnet be? Let me just think for a moment. Just tell me when you want to play 20 questions. Hmm. It won't take 20 questions. Is it a magnet from an institution that I'm familiar with? Yes. Um, is it something that's one of the great charities in our community? Like, uh, I don't know, a High Lifeline or you know something like that that's well known in the community. So you were on the right track and then you derailed. Hmm. So the answer to that would be I, no. So it's an institutional car magnet. Are you trying has, to get back on track? That has nothing to do with charities. It's that, that, that is a tough question to answer. Let me just think for a moment. If that's not a yes or no. Let me just think for a moment. I'm, I'm drawing a blank. I I'm going to give you a big hint. Yeah, go right ahead. It is, an, it is the magnet for an institution yeah. that Yoni Pollock is sick of hearing about that general topic. Oh, so it's a Camp Masora <laughs> car magnet. It's Thank not. you. It is you a Camp Mas- Mora Shabbos. You were at Masora for Shabbos, and you walked away with one of their nice-looking car magnets? No, because I don't play with magnets on Shabbos. There's often. some cars I noticed on Sunday that had three, four Masora magnets on them. I didn't That's take That's very one of nice those. of you. So Camp Masora is going to be emblazoned, along with NSN, on the rent-a-car that we are using throughout Israel during our On the Road this week here in the uh, Holy Land. So you were so close yet so far. You were about an hour past Marasha is where you, is where you well, were. Well, what else could it be besides and that? And I, I know how you get confused because you do think that Masora is next to everything. <laughs> when I was in Masora for Shabbos and they're, they're can Nachum come up and do a show? I'm like, do you know Nachum? He doesn't need an excuse to go to Camp Masora. I think the best story is, and anybody who knows the Catskills will love this, the best story is when I went to Vacation Village one Shabbos, I stopped at Masora on the way to Vacation Village. Yeah. <laughs> no, I th- so, so everyone in camp is like, like, wait a second, you're either here for Shabbos or, no, 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 not here for Shabbos. We do on the way. You know, right. this isn't really on the way. On the way to nothing is what it is. But I explained to people over Shabbos that you and I last summer had a meeting in, was it last summer or two summers ago? Um, no, it's two summers ago. Oh, that's correct. We had a meeting in two Rochester. Two summers ago, so we had a meeting in Rochester. And, and I put No, this that was the summer of 2016. Three summers ago, yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. So three summers ago. See, this is the kind of impression left that I, uh, I'm still reeling from this whole experience, is that on the way back from Rochester, and I say that completely in quotation marks and italics, on the way back from Rochester, we stopped in Camp Missoura. Right. Rochester to New York City. <laughs> 
the natural place <laughs> to stop would be Camp Masora. There's nothing natural about stopping. All right, so we have an NSN and Camp Masora magnet for the rented so car. So close. Did they give out <laughs> Camp Masora magnets on Sunday? I would guess. I don't know. I didn't notice. I would assume so. You were just too taken with the tall people on campus? No, I was just, you know, I was having a you know, chilled out time over there. And okay. Enjoying myself until um, until it was time to leave. And we had a nice visiting day. Uh, the sun was shining pretty brightly. There's, it has been a dry summer, which yeah, for Missora is a big deal. Yeah, dry summer in Missora means it gets overcast every day and doesn't rain. A not dry summer is it gets overcast every day and rains. What are the t- well that <laughs> that's the, the right that becomes the big joke? What are the two natural resources in Guilford, New York? Hmm. And they would be mud and the Champion Outlet. <laughs> <laughs> Although the mud, as I reminded my family on Sunday, the mud is a lot less. It's also not Dead Sea mud. It's not like ooh. No, but the reason it's less home. is because they've they've in the last few years they've uh, paved, they paved the road. Right. They paved the road, and that was like you imagine that that road was all dirt. It was. I'll never forget it. Anyway, so hello to everybody at Camp Masora. We'll give a shout out to everybody at Camp Marasha. Hello, Camp you Marasha. Have to try to sneak that in there. Not so sneaky. And um, and we are on the road. We are on the road. And yep. if you uh, if you'd like an NSN uh, magnet or for your car, an NSN luggage tag for your. Uh, for your suitcase, or as some people out there might say, for your valise. Nobody says <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. Nobody says that. My kids always the make... The people who say valise also <laughs> say communicate. <laughs> my, <laughs> my kids always remind me that their grandparents say valise. Nobody <laughs> says valise. I don't think they make valises anymore. Do, you, do, your, do, do their grandparents also say Kleenex? Uh, my mother always said know. that. My mother sure. always said that. Is that, that. a generational thing? I think it is a generational yeah. thing. And then when my mother was in the hospital, my one of my kids brought her a box of tissues, but it didn't say that. They said, Bubby, look, we brought you Kleenex. That's funny. And it cracked her up. But I realized that there are other items like that that are just known by their brand name. Band-Aids, obviously. Yeah, and also Sharpies. Sharpie, right. it incurred to me this week, is one right. of those items. You'll need a Sharpie if you want to have a really good uh, yes. penmanship on the luggage tag. You'll need a Sharpie. But you can use that. a pen, but yeah, sure. Yeah. But sure, the Sharpie is a good move. Um, so and we have some with us, by the way. If you're in, if you're coming to see us at Yeoman CSY and you're checking out the our broadcast booth at the back of Park Renana, come by and ask us for some luggage tags. We have luggage tags and we have car magnets. I want to see them running around Renata. You know what we should do? Mm. We should take car magnets and smack them on every NCSY bus. What a great idea. Yeah. I love that idea. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Later on in this show, Mm -hmm. uh, a couple of people who are pretty well known to this audience are going to be joining us because we're going to be focused on what we said we'd be focused on today, and that is the Moshav Mavomodian. Right. Many people know that they have a $1 million goal. Uh, with two weeks left, uh, excuse me, a one million shekel goal mm. with with two weeks left. Uh, it's a campaign being led by many distinguished families here in Israel. The official Moshav Mavomodian Fire Relief Fund. It's on JGive. You can go to JGive.com. I think it's the easiest way to 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 inform the audience. Right. You okay. Yeah. I think the easiest way to inform the audience about this is by giving the website JGive.com. Um, and and we'll review the story. We'll review how in a period of uh, fifteen minutes. 40 years of the Moshav went up in flames, and now the majority of the people that are in Moshav Maudin are in other places in Israel. Uh, there's a lot to talk about with this. But again, if you want to uh, give and be part of the fundraising effort, it's And get Jay, a head start. Right. It's jgive.com. Right. 
And later on, our special guest, because the Moshav is so synonymous with Jewish music, will be presenting Bezrat Hashem, some Jewish music for us here in our mobile studio at the Inbal Hotel as well. We're looking forward to that. There are two recent stories in the Jewish community that have totally, in your words, renewed your appreciation for just how great the Jewish community and the Jewish world are. The first one you had mentioned was, of course, the unfortunate and tragic story regarding Rabbi Bauman right. um, from Virginia Beach, who jumped into the waters to save his student and um, paid with his life. Right. Um, saved the student, saved the 11-year-old, um, but unfortunately, he himself was nifter as he was taken out to sea. And recently, he was found by a Masaskim uh, search and rescue team, or I guess in this case, a search team. Right. Um, but the efforts never waned. And the, the responsibility that was felt by the greater Jewish community to make sure that Rabbi Bauman, if possible, to be found, should be found, therefore bringing closure to his family, to his wife, to his parents, to his kids, allowing them to sit shiva and go through all the necessary and the appropriate um, healing and, and mourning periods associated with the death of a family member, that commitment... Um, was a was a recent story that totally, um, while had, you know, the, unfortunately the outcome that it did was still inspiring in terms of the way the community came together. Well, in retrospect, I, I and many others, you know, and I'm sure everybody had these thoughts about the, the, um, the how how, let's put it this way, many people wondered um, whether it was a um, fruitful idea to continue the search. Mm. And obviously, I'm sure many experts in this field um, were discouraging a continued search, I would assume. And I, I, I could speak somewhat from experience because of the situation that happened with my own family. Uh, not that we knew at that time that my father was in water, but, but you know, still he was missing. Um, and I was extremely impressed in retrospect because they found Rabbi Bauman uh, with the members of our community who refused to give up. They refused to give up. They knew that there was a lot of prayers uh, behind them and uh, from really the entire world, and they refused to give up and, and look at the fruits of their labor. Um, they, they're able to offer some closure to the family and to, um, and to really experience what is much better than the alternative, and that's actually right. finding the body of the person who passed away. And also to give the kavod achron, the right. appropriate final goodbye and and, and um, respect Correct. To, to him. And it seems that the outpouring of community support at his funeral displayed that. Right. And the other thing was... Um, the, the other story, The second right. story you're referring to is this young mother who went on an international plea by video uh, to raise over $2 million for a medication that's needed for her child. One shot. One shot that's needed before the child turns two years old, and the child was, uh, you know, within days of turning two years old, asking for $2 million. Now, again, I am in no way, <laughs> I'm in no way um, um, discouraging a mother from doing everything in her power sure. to save her child, but I was somewhat skeptical that the Jewish community would step forward with $2 million in this one isolated case. And within uh, a short amount of time. And in a very short amount of time. Right. And remember, I've seen the Jewish community respond in a very short amount of time, you know, in the most grandiose fashion. So it's not like I haven't seen it before. But this, I thought, was a little bit out of their league. Right. And it How are we going to pull that off? And it turns out that the Jewish community, with the help of tens of thousands of people, 
pulled through and has raised over $2 million. Right. The medication has been ordered. and It was like four days, right? Yeah, the campaign was, was like four days? The whole thing is just so unbelievable. So, yes, I, I, I would like to think I always have tremendous faith and a uh, and, and a and a an unbridled enthusiasm for what we as a people can do but these two stories either solidified that or renewed that feeling in me and uh, kudos to those who are responsible for it and we 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 use this almost as a springboard to our conversation coming up in the second hour of this show when we're talking about the support that they need at Moshav Mavomodian and their campaign and the tragedy and the opportunity to lift people up. $10 goes a long way. Yep. 10 shekel in this case could go a long way. And, and when they say they need a million shekel, it's not out of, it's not out of the realm correct. Of, of, uh, of being able to raise it. Correct. And, and think about wh- how far. I mean, there are 200 people who are displaced, right? 200 families. 200 families who are displaced. To be able to rebuild a community with a million shekel and bring people home, especially a community that has a tremendous history. And tremendous Jewish music history. Correct. Think about that. Think about how far your shekel can go. We talk about dollars, right? Now Mm -hmm. we're talking about shekel. Right. Think about how far your shekel can go. I have four shekel in my pocket, <laughs> and I'm, I, I'm just using that as an example, but it, never, it should never cease to amaze us, even though these two stories that, that, um, that we already shared, it should never cease to amaze us, the power of this community. And you know that a lot of times I use the phrase Mika Amcha mm-hmm. in an unbelievably sarcastic and eye-rolling kind of way. But this is one of those great Mika Amcha moments. No question about it. And you just, uh, you just gave me an idea. You know, I'm going to see my daughter later tonight at mm-hmm. Yom NCSY. And I brought along a little bag of like 30, 40 individual little Shekel coins. Uh, so, you know, she should have some change. Right. And, you know, Kesef Katan, yeah, as they say. Anything I didn't need, you know, <laughs> so I'm passing on to her. And I'm saying to myself, you know, you just gave me a good idea. I think I'll give the same number of shekels to this campaign as I'm going to give her tonight. Yeah, why not? It's a I mean, good idea. it's just, it's a good use of, it's a good use of your shekel. 100%. LL has that campaign when you're landing that, For, uh, um, Allah, Allah, right. that a, um, you know, a little money can go a long way kind of a thing. And they ask people to take whatever changes in your pocket and just put it in the envelope being passed around by the flight attendants. But it's also, you know, out of many comes one. Mm-hmm. And in this case, it is, it, it is amazing what we can do when we get together. And so when we're highlighting the stories that we'll be hearing um, and more details that we'll be hearing in the second hour of this program about Moshav Mivo Modian, just think about the impact that we and our listeners can make by supporting their campaign. No question about it. More coming up. It is a Wednesday morning edition of JM in the AM. We're at the Inbal Hotel, our headquarters here in Jerusalem. We'll be speaking more about Moshav Mavomodian coming up later on with some great Jewish music, etc. If you want to get a message to us to uh, utilize during our NCSY shows on Thursday and Friday morning, you could send those to uh, nachum at nachumsegel.com. Make sure to use the subject line, N-C-S-Y. Yaakov Shweki's next. This is JM in the AM.
מצאתי שתי מילים שיהודים אומרים בכל מקום על מה שכבר היה, מה שעוד לא קרה לא משנה כי זה תמיד יהיה נכון מודים אנחנו לא בכל יום
We've been returned to Israel and are like dreamers. All the leaders of the world are trying to understand how, while our people flood back in from all the nations, and after centuries of tears, we see you, Hashem, in everything and await your warm embrace of full redemption.
JM and the AM with Israel Bill Vavot. You know, one of the things that we never really explored on this show and on this network is the impact that that song has had around the world. Yes. Um, that that song, almost by accident, that was discovered, has been utilized by schools and camps, both in Israel and around the world, um, as themes having to do with Israel, mm-hmm. or as a you know as a theme song having to do with Israel. Funny story about uh, the the person who really is responsible for the production of the song, uh, Simon Jacob, when mm-hmm. he was sent a <laughs> excuse me when his grandchild was in class, and <laughs> and they were shown the video of the songs that the school, uh, the class, the school could practice it, and uh, his grandson tells everybody in the class that that's my that's my Saba, that's my grandfather. <laughs> no crazy, uh, which right? Which is pretty funny. But there are other schools and um, and some other. Uh, uh, Oha told us a great story of a school that was using it in Petach Tikva. Right. wasn't even a religious school that was using the song. Uh, he discovered that completely by accident, some crazy story. Uh, and I'm sure summer camps as well are getting into it by um, using it as a theme having to do with Israel. So Yisrael Bil Vavot, that was from uh, Ohad and Company, and of course produced as a project of the Jewish Unity Initiative led by the great Simon Jacob, who was with us yesterday here at JM in the AM. Ari Goldwag before that with Hafachta. You heard Yaakov Shweki and Yishtabach Shemo. It's JM in the AM on a Wednesday morning from the Inbal Hotel in Jerusalem. And I thank you for joining us. This is a show that we're dedicating to a Moshav Mavomodin. You can go to jgive.com, jgive.com, search uh, Moshav, search Modi'in, and you will come across a, uh, a fund that has been designated um, to raise one million dollars to help one million shekel to help the families that have been displaced, and the number is immense uh, in terms of families that have been displaced because of the fire that happened at the Moshav Mavomodian. We'll speak more about that coming up when our special guests join us in our mobile studio here at the Inbal Hotel. We are on the road this week in Israel with NSN, and I remind you that uh, yesterday we had an, an amazing opportunity to speak about the One Israel Fund and discover and introduce to this audience some of the great people who are working on behalf of Yudan Shomron. And tonight, the 10th annual Five Towns Summer Barbecue and Israeli Wine Tasting is going to be taking place. That's happening tonight, Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. at the home of the Hoffman family, Mistletoe Way in Lawrence, New York. All sponsors will receive a premium bottle of wine. Uh, Gray's Smokehouse is going to be the caterer. It all starts at 7.30. You'll enjoy barbecue. You'll enjoy Israeli wine, all courtesy of the One Israel Fund. Be as generous as possible and let the and allow the One Israel Fund to continue to fund all the special projects that, that go into uh, expanding and building Judea and Samaria. Uh, phone number for information about tonight's event, event 516-239-9202, 516-239-9202, or org. Again, that is oneisraelfund.org for more information. Miriam L. Wallach. So last week we had the opportunity to go to a wine tasting for Tabor. Right. Speaking of great Israeli wines. And I forgot to mention to you yesterday that while we were at O2, which is the new featured restaurant here at the Inbal. Right. Amongst their featured wine collection is an entire spread by Tabor. And that probably includes their Cabernet Sauvignon, which it was explained to us why it's so unique and so amazing. Um, they've got a great line of wines. And, and they have a great narrative. Yeah. And vineyards all around the country. Mm-hmm. And uh, we know they're based up in the Galil, but they really At have... At Mount Tabor. Right. But they really <laughs> have a... Uh, 
a collection of, of, of vineyards and I guess we'd call it wineries. We learned that there are four different types of soil here in Israel. Wow. And Is that what we learned? And unbeknownst to them, there's a fifth, which is located in two places, <laughs> one of them being on in one of their locations that they didn't realize, and that is the location that begets their Cabernet. Unbelievable. It, the whole story was crazy. I never, first of all, I can't say I... I'm interested in ecology, but it was a fascinating story in the way they they work with the environment. I mean, talk about living the land, the way they work with the environment and work with the environment in order to, you know, create this environmentally sound, eco-friendly, eco-friendly vineyard that is protected by the Ecological Society here in Israel, but also how they use the land to create their wines, it, the whole the whole story was just was just great. It makes it sound like um, this. It's all about the soil. That's what it makes. It makes it sound like if you want to. Well, not just about that, but also you're bringing back the animals, the life cycles. That oh yeah, yeah, but I'm saying when it comes to a good tasting wine, it sounds like that's where it all begins with the type of soil you have, and that allows for the uh, specific vineyard to grow. Um, well, we're. Know. I mean, yes, I, I I agree with that wholeheartedly, but that that. That whole part of the story having to do with how a Cabernet grape right. needs to grow under, it, the word was intense circumstances, it was stressed, right? right? Mm-hmm. Um, that whole story was great. So, I mean, this is, this is just, you know, another push to attend the 10th annual five-town summer barbecue and Israeli wine tasting that supports the One Israel Fund, but also supporting Israeli wines in general. Israeli, I mean, this is this is an industry which has not only flourished and taken Israel uh, onto uh, a map that they haven't been in, shall we say, hundreds and hundreds of years. <laughs> Put them back on a map. Correct. But also, I, I think Tabor had mentioned that their one of their wines. I don't remember if it was the Cabernet or it was another. Um, it was another wine that is ranked by Wine Spectator yeah. in the top 250 bottles um, in the world. Right. But it's it's a it's a tremendous accomplishment. So we have tech that's being covered. We have wine that's being covered. It's also what was it? Tel Aviv was named the vegan capital of the world. Yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah, that was a couple of weeks ago. Tel Aviv. The I'm going to double check that. The vegan capital of the world. I'm pretty. That's sure. an interesting distinction to have. But that's one second. I'm I'm pretty sure. All right. While Miriam looks that up, I'll remind everybody that this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program, heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, and AlchemSegal.com, and the AlchemSegal Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Yes, a Tel Aviv, as you're showing me, declared the vegan capital of the world. Unbelievable. Correct. T- taking the moniker away from Berlin, which yes. used to be the vegan capital of the world. We're here in Jerusalem at the Inbal Hotel. Plenty more coming up. Keep it right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Time to 
In the AM with Simcha Liner off of the album Pischili. That is called Simcha. Uh, before that, Ellie Marcus, he had Shei Bane. Eitan Katz, who did Yom NCSY, was it last year or the year before? I think last year he was part of the uh, the Katz duo that did Yom NCSY. Hatov is the song you heard to open up 
the 7 o'clock hour. Uh, Nahum Siegel, Mary Mel Wallach, we're awaiting the arrival of our uh, friends, our colleagues, who are going to be joining us as we discuss today on Wednesday's JM and the AM, Moshav Mavomodiin, and the aftermath of the terrible fires there. Um, we just played some Kaliner. Mm-hmm. Is it public information yet? Yeah. Who the performers are at Yom NCSY? It's all over their social media. Okay. I think so, right, Yoni? So the simple answer to that question would be yes. I'm going with yes. Okay, so uh, would you like I'll to take yes for 200. So so we have a Simcha Liner as part of the lineup tonight. Mm-hmm. And anybody else you want to reveal to the audience? We have Ohad. And Ohad part of the lineup tonight. That we do. So when you tune into Thursday morning's JM in the AM, or if you watch the Yom NCSY feed via NCSY tonight, you'll uh, be able to enjoy both Simcha Liner and Ohad. Correct. In a Yom NCSY presentation. Now we're at the Inbal Hotel... <laughs> I'm laughing only because somebody on Shabbos said to me, you know, I know who's at Yom NCSY this year. And I said to him, yeah? He's like, yeah, I don't think anybody else knows. I said, you think you're the only person who knows who's at Yom NCSY? He said, yeah. I'm like, okay. And they didn't tell you who they thought it was? No. I said, so it's, you know, Liner and Ohad. And he's like, how do you know? I'm like, how do I know? I said, because it's all over social media. He's like, oh, I don't follow them on social media. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there's that. That's why you're the only person who knows. When you're at the Inbal Hotel, there's a list of people to thank. Correct. Ronnie, uh, the general manager here at the Inbal, uh, with their wonderful professionalism, hospitality, and graciousness, and we thank them all, uh, Ronnie and his staff. Mm -hmm. Panina, as usual, been very, very helpful. Thank you, Panina. Yael, been very, very helpful. Thank you, Yael. Mm-hmm. And everyone at the Inbal, thank you for your great service. And, and everybody who's been feeding us. Yeah, and a lot of people who've been at our beck and call, and we thank them very, very much. We saw Chef Noor yesterday. Oh, yeah, the chef was great. It was great reuniting with him. Yep. Uh, those of you who are um, affiliated with the Nahum Siegel Network, people like Miriam L. Wallach and Yoni Pollock and Avrami Finkelstein and Yigal Siegel and Mark Zamek and Matis Weingast and many others, I thank you for all your input in this amazing week on the go, part of our summer on the go. Uh, that includes our appearance coming up at the end of July at Camp Hask. It includes the big news that we will be making fake Aliyah or Faliyah <laughs> for the whatever number of times this will be. We're going to be with the Nevis. Somebody, needs to, somebody has to know how many times we've made Oh, we can Faliyah. figure that out. That's easy. Yeah. Um, anyway, we're going to be on the Nefesh Nefesh flight coming up in August. Please, God. So that should be interesting. And yes. we will broadcast from the plane, which is always an amazing and incredible plane ride and <laughs> broadcast. That's going to be Tuesday morning's JMN, right? That's Tuesday morning's JMN. Yes. Yes? Yeah, Tuesday morning. No. It's Wednesday mornings. Excuse me, Wednesday morning's JMN, right? right? That would be Wednesday morning's JMN, the Correct. Wednesday after Tisha B'Av. The Wednesday after Tisha B'Av is when that is going to be happening. As the kids say, Nachum, cray-cray. <laughs> Yom and <laughs> for those who allow their kids to speak that way. Um, Yom and CSY is tonight. You'll hear that tomorrow morning, of course, on JM in the AM. I do remind you, tonight is the 10th annual Five Town Summer Barbecue and Israeli Wine Tasting for the One Israel Fund at the Hoffman Home in Lawrence. Starts at 7.30. Information is 516 516-239-9202. 9202, and you can also log on, oneisraelfund.org slash events, oneisraelfund.org slash events. We should also mention that this coming Monday, there's going to be a ping pong tournament and barbecue for the Shalom Task Force. Right. It's I'll co- be there. All right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. It's called Spin to Win, 
a ping-pong tournament and barbecue in support of the Education Department of Shalom Task Force. This coming Monday, starting at 7.30 at the home of Sarah and Ian Bochko uh, on Woodmere Boulevard South in Woodsburg, New York. It'll be catered by Carving Block Custom Butcher. Mm -hmm. Special guest will be star professional ping-pong player S.D. Ackerman. Um, the, you could register at shalomtaskforce.org, shalomtaskforce.org, and the campaign committee um, is quite a, a large one. A lot of great people in the five towns getting set to uh, support the cause and be there Monday night at the Bochco home. Shalom Task Force, spin to win this coming Monday starting at 7.30 p.m. Again, you could log on for information. And we should mention our friends at the Brooklyn Cyclones. They're with us, of course, at the Celebrate Israel Parade. When we think of this year's parade, we think of the Brooklyn Cyclones. And today being the... Um, uh, but today being Wednesday, the 17th of July, I get to remind everybody that the Cyclones are back home on the 23rd of July. They're back home on the 23rd of July for a series that'll be Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, uh, starting at 7 p.m. Uh, go to brooklyncyclones.com for information, brooklyncyclones.com for information. And one very important, serious um, gathering is taking place tomorrow in New York City. On the 25th anniversary of the AMIA bombing, remember it was just before 9 a.m. on July the 18th of 1994 when an Iranian-directed terrorist bomb ripped through the AMIA Jewish communal, communal building in Buenos Aires, Argentina. 85 Jews and Gentiles were murdered, hundreds injured. The guilty parties have never been brought to justice. Every year on July the 18th, the Argentinian Jewish community gathers at the bombing site as the name of each victim is read out, all those gathered respond presente, meaning present. They are still alive in our hearts and minds. Stand together with our Argentinian brothers and sisters this Thursday, tomorrow, July 18th, between 8.30 and 9 a.m. Between 8.30 and 9 a.m. outside the Argentinian consulate, 12 West 56th Street, between 5th and 6th Avenues in New York. Rabbi Weiss will be in Buenos Aires and will call in from the Argentina community. Memorial during the vigil. Help spread this message to your family and friends. Again, Thursday, tomorrow, 8.30 until 9 a.m. Try your hardest to be outside the Argentinian consulate, 12 West 56th Street, between 5th and 6th Avenues in Manhattan. Uh, this will be, uh, again, at the same time as it is every single year uh, of the um, AMIA bombing that took place 25 years ago. All right, so that's what we're up to in terms of different events that are going on in the community, and I hope people can participate in that one tomorrow toward the end of our JM and the AM broadcast. Um, all right, ready to continue with more? Absolutely. Yo, NCS Wire is tonight. Anybody wants to get us a special message for an NCS Wire or for a staff member, uh, include the word NCSY in the subject line of your email and send it to nachum at nachumsegel.com, nachum, N-A-C-H-U-M. At Nahum Siegel, N A C H U M S E G A L dot com. So keep that in mind. That's simple enough. And um, our guests from Mavomodi um, are going to be joining us, and we will remind you about the fund that's been created to raise one million shekel and help many, many displaced families from the Moshav. You wanted to say, Mary Wallach? No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to learning more than we know. There's a lot of speculation. There are a lot of questions. But we're looking for that real insider information, and that'll that'll come up. Very yeah. Soon. Even by the way, those of you listening, and you think you know everything that's going on. 
Only this week, and this is one of the reasons we're here instead of broadcasting from somewhere else, only this week did we discover that the majority of the families in the Moshav are nowhere near the Moshav. Right. Majority right. of the families in the Moshav are, are many, many miles from here in different areas of Israel. And again, that'll be part of our conversation coming up. So that's and, just one good example. Right. And we're, are, are we going to explain now why we're not there and why we're doing the show from here? Well. I mean, we've intimated. Yeah, I think that's part of the narrative coming up. But okay. yeah. Um, it's unusual for us to talk about a location without being at the location. Correct. And, and it was, we were advised that a show there, because of the lack of residence uh, and because of the lack of infrastructure, would be very difficult to pull off. So and power. Correct. And electricity. Right. right. But I think people need right. to understand specifically, there's nowhere to plug in a computer. So our friends at um, the Inbal came through and said, you know what? Invite people here. And do the show from the place where you're most comfortable in Israel doing a show. And that's the Inbal Hotel. Right. So that's why we are where we are. More coming up. It's a JM in the AM Wednesday from Israel. Uh, and we continue here at the JM in the AM with Avremel, Avram Fried. <laughs> Say, my sin, you'll 
Off of the Yes Legacy album, it's Moshe Hecht with God is Alive and Well in Jerusalem. Avram Freed before that. We are in Jerusalem at the Inbal Hotel, getting set for our guests who are going to be joining us from Moshav Mavomodin on this very special Wednesday broadcast. Don't forget, tomorrow we are at Yom NCSY. And um, if you have a special message for somebody who is uh, participating in the NCSY summer programs... Uh, whether it's a uh, madrich, madricha, one of the students, one of the campers, uh, just send us an email, nachumatnachumsegel.com. Again, that's nachumatnachumsegel.com. Subject line, NCSY, and we'll try to include it in our programming uh, when we record Thursday's show tonight at Yom NCSY. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Harav Zebin, Rehosef Alevi, and Zechonishmas Esther, Basar Rehosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. 
The Mishnah tells us in Pirkei Avos, whoever has these three traits, a good eye, one who doesn't begrudge his friend, a humble spirit, a meek soul, one who is satisfied with whatever he was blessed, are among the disciples of Avram Avinu. Whoever has three other traits, an evil eye, an arrogant spirit, and a greedy soul, is among the disciples of Bilam. Avram Avinu was the symbol of tzedakah, chesed, benevolence, and loving kindness. Bilam was the exact opposite, the symbol of evil, selfishness, and negativity. Our Chachamim specified these particular character traits will define the great difference between good and bad, as opposed to others who follow in the way of Avram Avinu, one who begrudges others, even though he may excel in other mitzvahs between man and God, is considered to be among the disciples of Bilam. It's noteworthy that our Chachomim do not cite Tfiluth Kavana, diligence in Torah study, halachic discussions, as the contrast between Avram and Bilam. This teaches us a very important lesson. The essence of man is defined by his character attributes, his good midos. They are what transform a person from a simple individual into an exalted personage. Negative character traits, on the other hand, diminish the individual and make him small. Rabbi Yisrael Salanter, the father of the Muslim movement, says that midos are man's treasure. Although man expends much effort to amass material possessions, even foregoing his honor, an individual who is on a higher spiritual level realizes that it's not the gold, the silver, the jewels that define the person, but his Torah and Masim Tovim. One's time would be well spent acquiring good midos, improving our character traits. When a person works on himself, he has distinguished himself from others. There is the Sefer, Shulchan Aruch Lamidos, which is an interesting code of Jewish law that directs us in the appropriate use of one's character traits in the service of Hashem. For all of us, we who every day are a work in progress, we continue, especially during this time, to work on our Midos Tovos, to refine our relationships, thereby bringing peace in unity to Klal Yisroel. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. אלו עוד מחפשים, אלו עוד מבקשים, אלו ואלו כבר מריחים, שאלו הם החולמים, אלו הם היוצרים, אלו ואלו אז נפגשים. מתוך עוד נקודה טובה, רואה קצת אור באפלה, לוקח את הזמן Shabbat <laughs> Shalom
the music of Shlomo Katz. He, by the way, has been uh, instrumental in helping us put today's show together, and I thank him, and hopefully he'll join us later on. Uh, we mentioned that uh, today, JM and the AM, live from the Inbal Hotel, uh, would be concentrating on the uh, the latest having to do with Moshav Mivomodim. And uh, many of us very concerned about the community after the uh, fire, Lagbomer, at the end of May. Um, over uh, 70 homes destroyed, hundreds of people displaced. And we have a uh, special guest in our mobile studio here at JM and the AM at the Inbal, and that is uh, Nachman Solomon. Uh, the name Solomon to all of us has great significance when we think of Jewish music and we think of Mavo Modin. And uh, he is here with us today at JM and the AM. Shalom, and thank you so much for being here. It's good to be here. To I be assume here. you grew up on the Moshav. Yeah, I grew up. I was born and raised over there. Um, lived in, there my in, whole life. In the house next to the Kalbach home? Yeah, we were literally neighbors. I remember Shlomo coming over Sunday morning to borrow some milk <laughs> before he leaves for his flight to wherever. Yeah. I've and how many Solomon brothers are there? Uh, we're seven brothers, one sister. All right. And many of us, of mm-hmm. course, in this audience know your father very, very well. Yes, my father. The great Benzion Solomon. Diaspora Yeshiva Band, uh, and many other musical venues. And how many of the Solomon Brothers are still in Israel? Uh, Most of us are still here. Six of us are here. Oh, wow. Two are abroad. Obviously, Yehuda lives in Los Angeles with Moshav Band and Noah of Soul Farm in New York. And the rest of us are here. And Yeah, I have the Solomon Brothers Band with the... With the other two brothers, Yosef and Cerule. We've played your uh, songs very often, especially Kishoshana, which seems to be a favorite out there. Um, so you you are where when you hear of the news at the end of May about this fire? Of course, I'm aware. First of all, no, I'm saying where were you? Like where oh, were you oh, when you were here? Um, we ha- I was I actually had just left the moshav about two hours before uh, the fire started. Uh, we had a we had a show and spot for Lag Bomer night. Came back, slept on the Moshav, and left in the in the morning. And then I uh, started getting WhatsApps on the family WhatsApp of they're evacuating the Moshav. Didn't know exactly what's going on. And I turn on the news, and it's all over the news. I see, you know, on on the on the headlines of every big channel here, my house burning down, basically, and every everyone's house on the Moshav. And my brother, who is uh, my brother, who plays with me, who's uh, he's he's the uh, in charge of security on the Moshav. He's like the police, kind of the sheriff. Uh, so he was like really dealing with it, going going in there, and he managed to save the uh, Sifrei Torah from the from the synagogue, risking his life basically to get them out uh, and to get everybody out of their houses. People were napping. It was you know it was kind of early afternoon. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so the numbers that we hear are about 70 families. Does that make sense? About 70 families live yes. on the Moshav? And is anybody there now, or everybody's been evacuated and no, displaced? Uh, first of all, you can't live there right now. It's, uh, it smells. Uh, the, the, the planes that uh, put the, uh, all this material down to try and stop the fire, and most houses are burned down, but mostly uh, there's no uh, electricity or water because all those stuff were gone in the fire as well right. everything was destroyed and um of those 70 families i was told that the majority of them are now living in kibbutz Chaim. is that correct yeah so the government uh 
has given us a temporary uh, solution of putting everyone up um, now in, in Chafetz Chaim and, and um, they'll be there for the next about three or four months. And then the next plan after that is uh, to put down uh, caravans in uh, areas in the Moshav uh, temporarily until people get it together and start rebuilding their homes, basically. And that would mean clearing the whole area, I would assume. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that's that's uh, that's the plan, basically. Right now, there's uh, there's what's called a shuta tikot. They're in charge of uh, making sure that uh, anything that has to do with, you know, uh, digging and ruining anything that has from, from biblical times doesn't right. get destroyed. So they're there just checking out the ground, making sure uh, there's nothing there so that they can go and clear out the areas so they can put down the caravans and uh, lat lat and start rebuilding Uh, Nachman Solomon is here of the legendary Solomon family so where is your father as we speak yeah so my father is on Chafetz Chaim he's there Uh, with many other losing his his mind out there because I mean my father had a, a studio on the Moshav first of all he had a collection of uh, hundreds of tapes of Rabbi Shlomo Karlibach and Nigunim that nobody has heard yet that he was working on slowly putting out. For example, the the, the first album that we put out of Rabbi Shlomo's songs, Give, he, Give Me Harmony, all those songs, none of them were known. A song like, Nobody knew that. It was a, it was on one of those tapes that my father had and we you know so he was putting them out and uh, it just uh, so many so many stuff were lost in that fire but yeah he's on Chafetz Chaim now. Um, so Baruch Hashem, no loss of life, but there exactly. was tremendous loss. There was tremendous loss of of things, belongings, you know, but. Uh, yeah, it's it's a miracle that everybody got out okay, really. Are there neighboring towns? Like, were other areas of Israel threatened by the fires yes. in the Moshav? Yes, there was a few neighboring towns that were evacuated as well. Um, and I think that what happened is uh, they didn't take us seriously enough. And once they saw that the Moshav is gone, they took it a lot more serious and got the other places in time to take out the fire before it hit the actual Moshavim, but there's a few other places that were evacuated and the fire had gotten literally up to the doorsteps. Are those people back in their homes? Yes, those people are that day already. And that would include any areas that we would have heard of, any Moshavim that we would have heard of or not? Um, I'm not sure. Gimzu, Kfar Oh, Gimzu's right there? Yeah. Wow. Gimzu, Kfar Daniel. We have relatives in Gimzu. Yeah. Yeah, quite a few actually. Speaking with Nachman Solomon, there's a fund, and we'll, we've been announcing it, and we'll keep announcing it. That's the fund that uh, literally is trying to help people with the infrastructure to rebuild yes. the Moshav. And there is plenty of money needed, to say the least. You did see an outpouring after the disaster of, of help from Israel or not? First of all, the, yeah, the government has been very helpful, and they, they put in a certain budget for what's happening now. I mean, they could have just left them homeless and, right. and and you have to understand that most of the people on the Moshav are artists in one way or another and make their living from their home so uh, I mean you know it, they're left with nothing really I mean first of all they're not wealthy to begin with and so the government has, has uh, put in a budget really to, to first of all to, to be where, where they are now and to give them the temporary caravans which is a big help besides for that um, there's um, uh, first, like I mean, people have been donating 
really everything clothes and whatever people need on the daily basis and there's also um another fund of uh, friends of israel from really from all over uh, the us and even places like indonesia where people have uh Put, uh, put in right, money. I know that both Jews and Christians yes. were very involved in the yes. relief effort in terms of the finances. Um, you know, back to your father for a moment. I, he, people may not understand this because you just described how the uh, the Moshav is essentially artists and people who need the stuff that's usually around them. He needs a studio. Like people don't realize that. He, yeah, you know, he, not only does he have to rebuild a home, he has to rebuild a studio. That's that's essentially where he lives most of the time. Yeah, I mean, probably you know, I would say about 14 hours of the day, he's in there. Uh, he he works for uh, Breslov, so he's right. constantly uh, doing music for them, and obviously working on the other project, which is you know putting out all these Shlomo songs and and Torahs. And uh, so yeah, he's. I mean, the faster the better for him. You know, that's what. That's How many what times him. have you been back to the Moshav since that day? Uh, I mean, many times it's, been there a lot. it's heartbreaking every time you go back there. But uh, we actually just shot a, a music video over there, which we'll release after the three weeks. Um, and when you say we, who do you mean? Well, the Solomon Brothers. That's Like I said, there's a bunch of right. uh, people always mix us up. Yes. <laughs> including you. <laughs> Correct. Because you said, we love your song, Kishoshana. That's not our That's song. not even your song. It's Moshav Ben. <laughs> oh, that's Moshav? Yeah. <laughs> we have it in here on the Solomon Brothers. How do you like that? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but uh, but there's so there's obviously the Asper Shiva band is my father and right. Moshav band and Soul Farm and then there's the Solomon Brothers different bands different sound of music uh, obviously we were all brought up on on similar stuff because we're siblings but yeah and uh, the talent is immense the talent is just incredible you've been there many times as you've said since it happened and we saw a video. There are a couple of videos going around, simply people touring the area. The level of devastation is almost impossible to describe. Um, yeah, I mean, I, people have seen towns that burn down, but you don't realize it until you actually see, either in person or at least in video form, you don't realize you know, yeah, the devastation. I, I didn't recognize the area when I went there. It kind of looked like after someone, like after America <laughs> dropped the atomic bomb, it just looked right. like a war That's zone. actually what it does look like, right. And... Um, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 I, I couldn't really understand where I am. It, it, you know, it takes, I mean, now it's like starting to sink in, you know. You, st- you think, okay, I'm going to go back to the Moshav tomorrow. And then you're like, well, there's no Moshav. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. Boy, unbelievable is right. Nachman Solomon is with us. It's a uh, JM in the AM Wednesday here at the Inbal in Yerushalayim. There is a fund to support Moshav of Omodim. And um, you'll find it at jgive.com. Again, you'll find it at jgive.com. To this point, the $1 million effort has raised, $1 million shekel effort has raised over 300,000 shekel. And we want to see that uh, figure go up, especially uh, in light of the uh, spotlight that we're putting on this story. Uh, so go to jgive.com. Again, you're looking for the fund that uh, supports Moshav Mevomodin, the Fire Relief Fund. And uh, this campaign is, Bezrat uh, Hashem, like others have been, will hopefully be very successful and help the people uh, in the Moshav get back on their feet and, uh, and help to rebuild. And I assume there's no timetable at the moment, right? Everyone's taking it day by day. Yeah, I mean, uh, the timetable is in January to have these caravans on the Moshav. So that's, uh, that's what everybody's looking forward to next because they really just want to be back on that land. You know, people are very connected to where they 
where they've been living for so many years. Right, and uh, one can understand why they would want to get back as quickly as possible, that's for sure. Um, all right, we'll talk more about the history of the Moshav, and we hope to be joined by Shlomo Katz later on, who has other things to say regarding uh, the Moshav. His family also very connected, as you know, yes. uh, to the Moshav. And um, I didn't realize, actually, until I saw that video, that you were actually next-door neighbors with the Kalbachs. I didn't realize that until I saw that video of devastation. A lot of prominent families and a lot of unbelievable talent out of uh, Moshav Mavomodian. Um, I'm going to try to actually play a song from the Solomon Brothers, if I may. I think, this one, I think this one is actually attributed <laughs> to you guys. If not, you'll let me know. Uh, the Solomon, you do have a song you made on Neely Mealy, right? Yes, Okay, correct. so that's a good one to go for, right? <laughs> yeah. um, uh, Nachman Solomon is here. We're at the Inbal. It's a day that we are uh, paying a lot of attention to Moshav Mavomodian in light of what happened at the end of May a devastating fire that really completely wiped out the entire Moshav, has displaced hundreds of people, has affected many, many families. We're asking everybody to go to jgive.com, find the fund, and give as generously as possible. You are listening to the Solomon Brothers on JM in the AM. J.M. and the A.M., a song rightfully attributed to 
the Solomon brothers. That's Imein Anili Mili. And of course, uh, I did discover in conversation with Nachman Solomon that uh, there is a song, Shoshana, uh, by the Solomon Brothers. Not Kishoshana, but Shoshana by the Solomon Brothers. Maybe we'll get to that one a little later on. That's the one that we've been uh, playing uh, since its release. We're here at the Inbal in Jerusalem. We are concentrating really on one theme during this JMN broadcast, and that's the Moshav. It was known as the Moshav. When you said the Moshav, yes. and there are a lot of Moshavim in Israel, yes. but when you said the Moshav, when someone would say, I grew up on the Moshav, or I spent a Shabbat, in the Moshav, or I had the most incredible Chag in the Moshav, it could only mean one the mo- place. The Moshav, Moshav Modin, yeah, everybody, it's known as the Moshav. And that was it. It has, uh, you, you knew it made it, because when you would identify it only as the Moshav, that's what they were referring to. Uh, a very special place, uh, a lot of people that we're familiar with in the world of Jewish music from the Moshav, and of course the fire happened at the end of May. They are trying very hard to rebuild. You've heard the background from Menachem and Solomon. They're trying very hard to rebuild. They need money to rebuild. We're encouraging our audience to keep giving, uh, as you did right after the fire. Uh, go to jgive.com, jgive.com. It's easy to find the fire relief fund for Moshav and Vomodian. They're over 300,000 shekel. They're trying to get to 1 million shekel over the next couple of weeks, and it would be wonderful if we helped them get there. So do your best to give as generously as possible and to make sure that um, that everybody's able to uh, to move ahead with this project. Now, I read that uh, in the, among the displaced people, you obviously have very young kids. I mean, obviously, there are some young families on the Moshav. You also have some elderly people, you have people in their 90s who are now going through this whole experience. And I think that some people don't realize just how traumatizing this whole thing can be, uh, that they're in a place they're not familiar with, in a life that they're just not, you know, at all used to and now they have to go through all this so it's not just the infrastructure and the physical nature of all this it's affecting people in a really difficult manner yeah i mean people don't have their you know they don't have their comfort and when you're either young or old you know it's it's it makes it double as hard you know nothing really to say about it i mean and um and nothing survived which means anybody not nothing survived there's a f- couple of areas that did survive. Um, first of all, the area of the Beit it actually survived. Um, a building they'll be able to use again? Yes, yes. And there are about three houses, which um, 90% survived. And so they won't need to be knocked down. Um, yeah, it's, there, there's, I mean, most of it is gone, but, but here and there, there's like little pieces of paradise. Right. The... There's a whole like grassy area. Actually, we you know we do a festival twice a year, uh, uh, Pesach and Sukkot, which has been uh, six. I mean, we've been doing it now for 20 years, about, and we have uh, really last year we had about seven or eight thousand uh, people come, and um, and uh, and that whole area which we do the festival on is completely saved, and so we're planning obviously on doing one this Sukkot to to raise money and. Um, I have to ask you about this. It's America's 8 o'clock in the morning and America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NahumSiegel.com, on the NahumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. So this was a twice-a-year yes. gathering. 
How did how did you even hold seven thousand people in that area? Parking first, must have been a problem, first though. Of all, yeah, every, everything. <laughs> you know the most of you know. It's, there's always room. There, there's always room, but you know you have to be a little patient. You know sometimes and people, creative. Right, people park you know a couple of miles away and walk by foot, but somehow we made it happen. I think the first uh, few years. You know, we would tell the police, uh, we'll have about 500 people here, you know, and then uh, so we'd get like a 500 people permit and end up with, you know, 6,000 people. Yep. Um, this year, we, we I think already the last few years, we've been getting our trip a little bit more together with it. and um, A little and, bit and more organized? More, more organized. And it's just amazing. All these people that come, uh, I mean, we have probably 3,000 yeshiva bachers that come um you know, to to see this to see this festival and to see the Moshav, and uh, it's just because they've heard stories about the Moshav their whole life. You know, their brothers, and we've been hosting youth groups for about fifty years now. So, um, like, so this Sukkot there will be a festival, and that field as you described yes, is still around. Thank God, still around. The field of dreams is still there. <laughs> and and is it an assorted a number of acts, or it's always the same acts that come to so form? So I, I actually uh, I do the bookings for it, and we try and uh, we try and bring in some uh, new and upcoming acts. But obviously, we we also usually have. I mean, for example, last year we had Eitan Katz and Shlomo Katz oh. together. Alex Claire. Us, of course, Solomon Brothers. Um, who else did we have? Laser Lloyd uh, oh. comes and Aaron Rizal, Ishai Rebo. Oh, boy. It's a real deal, this thing. Yeah. And um, it's, uh, and this year, obviously, Sukkot is going to be something extra special, I would assume. Yes. Um, people hear stories, as you said, of the Moshav, and they want to you know, experience the whole thing. Was there this type of public activity when Rip Shlomo was around? Would you know if there was, were there concerts on the Moshav? Were there of festivals course. like this at that time? Uh, first of all, there were, uh, throughout the year, especially when Shlomo was around, there were just, you know, hundreds and hundreds of groups that would come. People during, always visiting. During the year uh, for, Shab- for Shabbat, every Shabbat. In those that Shlomo, small little homes? Yes. Every Shabbat that Shlomo was on the Moshav was a festival within itself, just <laughs> I mean, people would be camping out all over the place, just tents all over the place, and you'd get... And you remember this? Yeah, and I remember a Motzi Shabbos, uh, a line from the Beit Knesset to Shlomo's house of Yeshiva Bachars coming to get advice. They're having a hard time in Yeshiva, but they, what should we do? Uh, I remember very clearly. It's unbelievable, the whole thing. And you, you, uh, one other point I should make, uh, you didn't have a small family. You had a large family in that, in that pretty small home. Yeah, we, we slept uh, we at the point when we were eight, which was uh, when I was born and my younger brother, Surly, was born. The older ones were kind of out of the house right. already. They were in, uh, moving on, moving on. But when they were back for Shabbos, we'd have five in one small room. And then, you know, the, the baby with my would sleep in my sister's room and, and one on the couch. <laughs> and then a couple of guests. And people don't realize how good those times were, right? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> it must have been great times. I'm, I'm fascinated. It was a lot of fun. Never a dull moment. That I'm sure. I'm fascinated by the whole Rip Shlomo Kalbach scene um, that people would come. How often would you say he was around? Because we know he spent a lot of time in Manhattan, a lot of time yeah. traveling. Would he be on the Moshav more than a handful of Shabbatot a year? No, about a handful of Shabbatot. So five yeah. or maybe, six? Maybe, yeah, maybe a little bit more, and there were certain times where it was really... The summer, I think, he spent more time, Yes, right? the summer, it was very important for him to be there. Uh, he tried to come uh, for Hanukkah. Um, yeah, there were certain... I mean, 
there were certain times that were more important to him, but yeah, usually in the Chagim he was out, but for Hanukkah he'd come back, and in the summer he'd try and spend a couple of good weeks on the Moshav right. for the and, summer. Right, and you've had, I am sure, great encounters with him, right? At, yeah, even well, as a kid. Uh, I just remember when he would show up, he'd come from with out of his cabin, the kids would just line up on Friday right before Shabbos, and he'd give us each a kiss on the forehead and a, and a cake with a, with a, he'd give us a cake and a bracha. And then um, and on his way to show, it would take him. Actually, that, that for me as a kid, it was, it was like a little bit hard because davening would take forever. forever. <laughs> like we'd be done, you know, davening at 1130 at night or, you know, and then, and I'm starving. That was the ultimate Kalbach minion, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, and so like as a kid, that was the part that I looked forward for the least probably. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you know, and, and of course he had to greet everybody who he saw on the way to the Beit Knesset. So just that took about, you know, 45 minutes, even though it's about a 30 second walk. Boy, oh boy, I'll tell you. I remember yeah. him uh, presiding over a, over the early part of a wedding, the Badekin, mm-hmm. right? The early part of a wedding, that took a couple of hours. Yeah, he, uh, there was, he was no, it, it was no six minute Badekin like some people are used to these <laughs> days. I mean, it really took a couple of hours for them to go through the entire thing. But that's what made him unique and special and different. And it look did. what's going on now. You know how many Kabbalah Minyanim there are now around the world? Uh, I think that pretty much every synagogue in the world, and whether it's Ashkenazi or Sephardi, they sing right. Shlomo songs. They don't even know it's Shlomo songs. But I think there isn't a Minyan that doesn't sing at least one or two Shlomo songs. You know, They have no idea it's a Shlomo song. Did your father ever co-write with him? Did he ever, I don't know if he co-wrote with anybody, no, no, uh, Shlomo. Shlomo never co-wrote Always with his own compositions. It was, it was kind of like a, just, it came down on right. the spot. You know? and then so he, if your father's his neighbor, it would be nothing more than, musically, it would be nothing more than accompanying him by playing his yeah, songs with him. Accompanying him or right. recording him, singing it, because he forgot it. And then he'd, you know, he'd play it back to him and say, wow, I wrote that song. <laughs> right. And was he officially or unofficially the rabbi of the Moshav? Or like was we he have a- an official rabbi of the Moshav because in order to be a rabbi of the Moshav, you need to be there all the time. <laughs> right, to show and, up once in a while. And second of all, Shlomo was always a kind of a man of peace and he didn't like to tell people, <laughs> well, you know. There were certain people, for example, when my when my father was becoming a Baal Tshuva and he didn't, he said, listen, you know, Shlomo, I need, you know, Eitzah. And I, I, he was in California. He said, look, I want to learn Torah, I want, but I, I can't go back to New York. I don't want to be in the city. He looked him in, in the eye and he said, Ben Sion, go to Yerushalayim and, and learn. He Torah. was the one who told he him told that. He told him that very, you know, firmly. Directly. Yeah. Directly. Um, for the most part, he was, I, think, I think he could see in people, you know, like if they were willing to be Mikabel. And if they weren't, then he wouldn't. He wouldn't do it. But right. you know, if if he saw that there is a willingness in a person, he would definitely push him towards that. Wow. I think I see as Shlomo is he took people from stage zero to stage one. After that, it was your job to you know. My father went to the Asper Yeshiva and, and studied over there. But that was his main thing, just to bring that little touch of Yiddishkeit back to back to them because in that generation it was I have you know. to ask you what your memories are of diaspora which we will uh, Noach excuse me Noach Solomon Nachman Solomon is here not that you're insulted I'm sure if you're referred I, to I, by your brother's name uh, Nachman Solomon is here there you go we're at the Inbal in our mobile studio in the Inbal Hotel uh, let's do Shoshana 
yeah. then we'll come back and talk more about uh, diaspora and everything else. But the most important thing we have talked about today is that the one million shekel effort on behalf of Moshav Mavomadiin is now over 300,000 shekel. We want more Amazing. and more people who are listening to this to give as much as possible. We are planning on giving to the uh, fund later today. All you have to do is go to jgive.com, jgive.com, the Moshav Modi'in Fire Relief Fund. It's as simple as that. We promised you the Solomon Brothers Shoshana. Here they are at JM in the AM. song is called Shoshana, and it's the Solomon Brothers. Nachman is one of them, and he's here. 
He's a resident now of Yerushalayim, but for a long, long time, a proud resident of the Moshav, Moshav Mavomodi, and we're trying to raise money all through the day as we spend this Wednesday in Yerushalayim for the Moshav. Uh, go to jgive.com, jgive.com. Check out the uh, Moshav Modian Fire Relief Fund. Give as generously as possible. There are over 300,000 shekel, and we're trying to get uh, over the next two weeks to the goal of one million shekel. I wanted to ask you, as I said before, the song, what are your memories of diaspora? And I ask that because I have certain memories of diaspora that I would love to share with you. <laughs> well, I mean, I was so little when, right. when my father was in diaspora, so I just remember a couple of the, the shows, you know, I used to go to as kids, which were always a lot of fun. Uh, most of my memories, though, of those years was my father being away on tour because he was, uh, they were constantly traveling all over. They were like the biggest. Yeah. And I remember we played in uh, the last, one of the last times, uh, like we played as Ben Sion Solomon and Sons, was uh, in Chevron over Sukkot. Uh, it must have been already ten years ago, and um, I think Mordechai Ben David was playing uh, right after us. And my, and my father was like, uh, they went up to each other, and he's like, "Do you remember when you were opening up for us when you were <laughs> just starting your ways at the Felt Forum and yeah. at Brooklyn College and in all these different places in the late seventies, early eighties? Boy, I could tell you." They would go on these tours that were just long and had, you know, and were packed. Were packed with people and were packed with dates where they would go and do, you know, five shows in, in a week or two yeah. and things like that. And I had the unbelievable privilege of being there the night that they did their last concert, December 11th, 1983, at Brooklyn College, so which was we're, unbelievable. The memories that I have are the uh, kind of uh, reunion right. because I was Correct. born in 86. So. Correct. They did a lot of, a lot of uh, under different names and different groups. Yeah. Uh, they did a lot of stuff together. And the last song they did, you know the last song they did on that night uh, that they announced that was, they, you know, their, uh, the last album was called The Last Diaspora. And the, of course, the concert tour was The Last Diaspora. The last song they did was a Shlomo Kalbach song. Really? Uvoa Ovdin was how they ended the entire thing at Brooklyn oh. College that night uh, before everybody went their separate ways. And that era was simply remarkable. I always say that um, that diaspora was greater than the sum of its parts. And as a musician, I'm sure you could appreciate that line. Of there course. was something so special about them and unique about them. You probably feel the same way when you're performing with your brothers. It's 100%. just a combination that makes it double of what the actual... It's magic. Yeah, it really is. It's, it's amazing. Sometimes that magic is created with acts and... That's what makes them great, and the Diaspora Yeshiva was definitely like that. Would you be familiar with the obscure Diaspora Yeshiva songs, or just the classics? Uh, I mean, probably all of them, to be honest, because, because those ones that you're talking about, probably my dad wrote. Right, correct. He, he <laughs> loved writing those weird nigunim. So, <laughs> so if you know See the Place, yeah. do you know the song See the Place or not? If you played it, I would know what you're doing. Okay, there you go. All right, uh, we will. Uh, we have more coming up. Keep it right here at JM and the AM. You're listening to the Nachum Siegel Network. Shlomo Katz is going to join us in a second. And uh, just like that, quickly enough, to say the least, Shlomo Katz is with us live via telephone. I want to remind everybody that Shlomo was instrumental in putting today's show together so we could help raise money for the relief fund, the fire relief fund. Go to jgive.com, Moshav Modian Fire Relief Fund. Uh, they are at uh, over 300,000 shekel. We're trying to get to a million shekel uh, over the next couple of weeks. And uh, Shlomo Katz, who originally thought he'd be able to join us here, but Baruch Hashem, he's checking in live via telephone here at JM and the AM. Shlomo, shalom to you. Shalom Aleichem, Nachum. 
Uh, we wish you could be here with us, but this is the next best thing, having you live on the air. So thank you for joining us. And as you know, we're sitting here with Nachman Solomon talking about the Moshav and talking about what has happened since the fire at the end of May, hoping that people will respond and continue to add to the fire relief fund. Um, Shlomo, I recently saw the video when you went to visit the Moshav after the fire. It's simply indescribable. What was it like for you to walk around in a place that's so important to you and your family? Absolutely surreal. Not real. Literally, like you're walking. I'm from Los Angeles, so I, I grew up in going to Universal Studios a lot. And they take you through like the back, like the sets of where they film movies. It's so, like a Lomat Shram at Universal Studios that they're taking you through a, a lot where they're shooting a movie from like World War One. Mamish, that's exactly how it felt. And the scenes of devastation that we've now seen, not in person, but uh, from the drone shots above and from the videos that you and others took are simply impossible to believe. Uh, there are a couple of things that Nachman and I alluded to uh, that I thought we would save for when you were on. The first is this remarkable um, happening that the, the shul is essentially intact and that other things that are important to the collective Jewish community of the Moshav, like Reb Shlomo Kalbach Svarim, also are relatively intact. What was that discovery like? I would say that the it feels that the whole story behind Reb Shlomo's home is a miracle of biblical magnitude, literally. And um, and you and I spoke about it, I think, uh, a few days after the fire. Mm -hmm. um, I think that the reason that it's not been so much focused is because at the same time that it really is a miracle, so many of our friends, including Nachman's parents and two of his brothers and families, don't have don't have a home. So I think the Hasidish tales about about. What, what was saved from the Moshav, people will, people will definitely write books about it one day because it's that massive and it's that miraculous and it's so much deeper than what we understand. You know, we were talking about Rav Shlomo's influence on the Moshav and how hundreds of people would come for a Shabbat or a Chag if they knew he was in town and what it was like for him to walk the uh, to walk around the Moshav, just to walk to the Beit Knesset and greet everybody as they were coming or, you know, to Shul, away from Shul, etc. Uh, you remember some of this as a kid, because you, you told us you grew up in Los Angeles, but the Moshav was a place of great importance to you growing up, right? Yeah, the Moshav. I mean, I started going to the Moshav from the age of, I think, 15 or 16, but it was right after that Shlomo died. Mm. It was right after a month right after Nachman was a was a little kid then I was a you know just a few years I'm only like five like in five years older than Nachman five six years older um, so it was even in those early years right after Reb Shlomo's passed away there was the Shabbos were were incredible um, packed packed with guests packed with youth the davening was fire. Um, and it will be there's one day again soon. Just not literally fire. <laughs> right. Spiritual fire, holy fire. Um, yeah, actually, yeah, you're right. I got to be careful. <laughs> Shlomo, is your, is your synagogue in Efrat uh, also based on the Nigunim of Shlomo Kalbach? I would say almost every, you know, today almost every show in the world. But one of the beautiful things about Shlomo is that he, 
it, it almost feels like he also gave you wings to figure out what your own your own thing as well. So as much as it's you know so much of his ruach, his nigun, and his Torah is a part of the shul, absolutely, Adima is in his memory. Um, so much of the richness of the world that he offered, the whole Hasidic world, is also uh, a very integral part of our beautiful community here in Israel. No question about that. Shlomo Katz via telephone. Nachman Solomon with us in our mobile studio at the Inbal Hotel. We are trying to encourage everybody to give as generously as possible to the Fire Relief Fund. Go to jgive.com. Again, it's the Fire Relief Fund from Avomodin. Uh, they are trying to get to 1 million shekel. They are now at just over 300,000. Everyone should give as generously as possible. And this point that you're making that uh, you and Nachman and others uh, many of you never knew Reb Shlomo, and uh, or certainly you know never knew him at, at any stage in life, other than when you were very, very young. And yet he has had this important and incredible um, uh, effect on so many, and now at this point, so many generations. And we should make the point also. And I apologize to Nachman for not making this point earlier, because you're right, Shlomo Katz, that in addition to your parents, you have two families of siblings who are part of Moshav Modi'in today in 2019, and they are obviously displaced at this point. Yeah, the two brothers that play with me, Yosef and Sruli, they're they're uh, they're in Chafetz Chaim as well with my parents over there, and obviously, yeah, everything burnt down, including the instruments. Um, oh my gosh! But uh, thank God, you know, uh, people have been. I mean, Am Yisrael has been amazing, and um, the next day somebody uh, got Sruli a mandolin already, and uh, yeah. Shlomo, tell me about that, because you've been monitoring the response in both Israel and the diaspora. How did people uh, um, jump in and help out immediately after the fire? En kmo am Israel. En kmo am Israel. There's no such thing as am Israel. It's I, 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 literally about a half hour um, before we got online, I got a call from a special son here that said, Rabbi Rizkin just brought back money from Rabbi Village Shul, Young Israel of Woodmere, because they want to fund the kids of the Moshev to have camp throughout August, but no parents should have any problem with sending any of their children to camps throughout the month of August, because July was already taken care of. It's happening nonstop. Call and the beautiful thing about it, the beautiful thing about it, um, beyond it, the aspect that it brings is that each person from the Moshev, whenever they receive anything from anybody, uh, they immediately find out, try to find out who it's from and express their deepest gratitude. Uh, I have tons of messages on my phone uh, geared to different people that have been helping, just from people expressing how meaningful it is, from the smallest of things to the most extravagant, large donations. It's it's beautiful, it's gorgeous, and, and we need it to continue. And we should make the point also that uh, the fund that we were talking about this morning that you alerted us to is asking for a million shekel. Even that won't be enough, obviously, but if we can get to that goal, it would be amazing. Correct. This would just be enough, I think, to get, I think just to get through the next, you know, the next short-term period. But I feel like, I honestly feel like this, there was no one, no one that gave of himself uh, and financially, like uh, Penny died, Rebshomo died penniless. They passed around the bucket at his funeral in Manhattan. You could actually yeah. see the bucket being passed around online on the YouTube channel where they have his Leviah. 
I, I was there. I participated in that. So, so, so how amazing it is to have an opportunity to give back to the to the place to the you know to the headquarters of where all that chesed came from. Shlomo, the only drawback with this whole arrangement is that my dream of you and Nachman Salman playing together here at the Inbal is not going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen right after you make Aliyah, I'm not worried. <laughs> Hopefully before then. Uh, come on. Shlo- you think I wouldn't pull that one out? <laughs> of course, you're obligated to. Believe me, I know you already. <laughs> Shlomo Kolakavod, we're actually we're actually going to ask Nachman to tune up and, and do a song here live in honor of everything that's happening this morning, uh, and we'll have you in mind. And I th- say thank you to you, thank you for this partnership. Every time something really really good or unfortunately something terrible happens here in the Holy Land, it seems you and I are in contact. So, brother, it's good Very to be nice. in contact. We should only be in contact for good things. Amen, Nachman. Love you very much, Nachi. Love you. I'll talk to you soon. Love you, brother. Tadaraba. He's amazing. One, one and only Shlomo Katz. Uh, we re- recommend that you give what you can to the fund. Uh, go to a jgive.com, jgive.com, be as generous as possible, and uh, give what you can and uh, help everybody get to that one million shekel goal. We're here at the Inbal in Jerusalem, and while Nachman Solomon tunes up, let me remind everybody about a couple of things I need to remind you about. Remember, tonight we're at Yom NCSY, which means you're going to hear that show tomorrow morning from... Uh, uh, from Park Renana. Uh, we'll have that show tomorrow morning between 6 and 9. If you have a special, you may want to lower that. Thank you. If you have a special, um, um, if you have a special uh, message that you'd like to get to one of the campers, one of the staff members at, uh, at Yom NCSY, simply send an email to nachum at nachumsegel.com and put in the subject line NCSY. That's nachum at nachumsegel.com, put in the subject line NCSY, and we'll hopefully include that in the show uh, later on. Uh, also, we're at the Inbal, which means a big thank you to Ronnie Timzit and his staff, and to Benina and Yael and everybody who's been so helpful to us here. I remind you that tonight the Five Towns has their summer barbecue and Israeli wine tasting, uh, courtesy of the One Israel Fund. That is tonight, 7.30 p.m., hosted by Sharon and Gary Hoffman on Mistletoe Way in Lawrence. Information at 516-239-9202, 516-239-9202, or oneisraelfund.org slash events. Shalom Task Force event is Monday night. That's going to be at the home of the Bochco family in Woodsburg, New York, to support the Education Department of Shalom Task Force. It's a spin-to-win ping-pong tournament with professional S.D. Ackerman participating. Information, events at shalomtaskforce.org. And don't forget that tomorrow is the 25th anniversary of the Amia bombing in Buenos Aires. And tomorrow morning, starting at 8.30 in the morning, Outside the Argentinian consulate, there will be an opportunity to stand together with our Argentinian brothers and sisters literally 25 years to the moment because it happened between 8.30 and 9 o'clock Eastern time 25 years ago on July the 18th. There will be an opportunity 25 years later to the moment outside the Argentinian consulate at 12 West 56th Street between 5th and 6th Avenues to come on out and show solidarity with our brothers in Argentina. 12 West 56th Street between 5th and 6th Avenues in Manhattan. That is tomorrow morning between 8.30 and 9 a.m. Nachman Solomon, do you have a a special song that you'd like to dedicate to this very special morning here I mean, at JM in the AM? I guess we're t- if we're talking about the Moshev and, and Rabbi Shlomo Karlibach, probably his most known song is Laman Achai Virai. I love it. And so. that symbolizes the brotherhood that you're feeling from around the world after yes. the fire. 
I think even the Pope uh, announced Leman Achai was chosen as the song of peace of the world. And I remember he sang it at a very important gathering in New York yes. uh, years ago, which is <laughs> quite remarkable. Adabana, Adabana, Shalom Ba. Lemana, Chai Vayai. Lemana, Chai Vayai. Adabana, Adabana. Shalom ba Oilman be Hashem elokeinu Ava Kshatov la Oilman be Hashem elokeinu Ava Kshatov la because of my brothers and friends Because of my sisters and friends Please let me sing Please let me pray Peace to you Oh, Elamana Lemana chai ve'ai Oh, yadabana, adabana Shalom Oh, this is the house The house of the Lord We wish the best for you this is the house, the house of the Lord. We wish the best for you. Phenomenal. Thank you. Lamana Chayvrayai, a great Rav Shlomo Kalbach tune is performed by Nachman Solomon, one of the Solomon brothers. So when you grow up, is it like automatic that you have to learn how to play guitar? Uh, no, I, actually it was never enforced in the house in any really? kind of way at all. Um, but I think because, you know, the older brothers are doing it and you want to be cool, like the older brothers <laughs> kind of, it was just kind of like a monopoly effect where one did it. And a domino effect. Yeah, domino. And is it, uh, is it hard to pick up? Guitar? Yeah. Um, 
no. Within I how I mean, many I within how many so, months can you be a decent guitar player? It was a few weeks. I, th- well, I I still don't consider myself a decent <laughs> guitar player, but I think to to strum simple chords, if you have music built in you, and uh, you have a good sense of rhythm, it was a couple of weeks before I was you know taking the guitar out and and playing already. And as you get older, you really appreciate the creativity that people like your father and others like him, and your brothers, frankly. That they have, and what, and and just how deep their talent goes, right? It's something you appreciate more and more as you get older and older. Yeah, I mean, uh, they they kind of uh, wove the way for me. Kind of, I uh, definitely appreciate, it and uh, I think they're, you know, I I look at my brothers, you know, very very humbly, and and I think they're incredibly talented. Who plays the most number of instruments? My father. My father plays banjo. pretty much everything. Banjo, violin, guitar, piano, mandolin. Uh, I start with banjo because I don't think anybody else in the Jewish music industry played banjo, aside from him. Yeah, not not only in the Jewish industry, but even Nobody in, plays in, it, right? in Israel. It was uh, so uh, not common. And, and for someone to play banjo and to read music here uh, was... was it didn't exist. And so when the Israeli uh, Philharmonic... Had a show where they they uh, they had a couple of shows where they needed a banjo player. <laughs> My father was the only person in the country that can do it, so he used to play with them. But uh, yeah, it's it's uh, and it's a very hard instrument. Actually, the finger picking is impossible. I have not been able to. Uh, so none of his children have picked up the banjo. Uh, my brother, no, I, I picked it up. Uh, not as good as he used to be able to play it, but uh, but he you know he can he can hold his own. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, Nachman Solomon is with us, and we're, we're delving into the intricacies of growing up in a musical family. Um, I, 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 also, yeah, I'm sorry. also think that, you know, it, it also besides for the musical talent, I mean, when you're growing up on the Moshav and there's nothing else to do, so, uh, you know, you gravitate towards music, which is, I think, why we focus so much on it and and got to where we became, you know, we had no television or anything else. It was music was our whole life. Is there self service on the Moshav? <laughs> Did they have that? <laughs> well there? right now definitely not. <laughs> right, no, no, no. But I'm saying in the last few years. Uh, you could use a phone there or could, not. It would be yeah, impossible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you'd be surprised. He <laughs> <laughs> would be surprised how advanced they got until everybody this has their own landline now. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, now when they rebuild, they're probably going to eliminate the landlines, I would assume. That's the trend, right? I would guess probably. at this point. Yeah. Um, how often are you as Solomon Brothers performing? Is it something very common? Are yeah, you a few times a week. I'm, after this, I'm heading out to play a, a function, actually, and we're playing for uh, one of the families on the Moshav who has a bar mitzvah, and uh, we're going to go there and where is, are they also fun. based in Chavetzheim? So yeah. you're going to play there tonight? So we're going to be playing there tonight. So you'll be able to give your parents direct regards from us? I will. Definitely will do. I'll see my father in a couple of hours. And um, yeah, we play probably three or four times uh, a week. So we're <laughs> and uh, constantly touring as well. We, we just got back from the UK and we'll be in the US uh, November time for a bunch of shows. And we'd appreciate it if you kept us up to date on that. We'd definitely. So we can welcome you maybe, maybe into the studio as we promote that tour. We'd love to. That would be incredible if we had you in studio one morning. All right. Uh, the, all of you, of course, I mean. Um, you want me to head to this selection before or after? Right now is good? All right. We have another Solomon Brothers selection to do. This one is called Om Do Tayu. 
That's actually a Shlomo song that we covered. It's a, uh, it's a whole story in back of it. Maybe we will dive into it after or, be, or now. Whatever. Yeah, please, tell us. Um, so Omda Tayyuraglenu is another one of those songs that's actually recorded on Give Me Harmony. In um, other words, discovered later yeah, on. Yeah, discovered. W- what happened was um, Shlomo had written it for the Hasidic Folk Festival. And um, the way it worked over there is... Um, the artists wouldn't do their own song. They would uh, get a song from another artist right. and they'd perform it. And uh, the artists uh, that got uh, chosen to do that song, Shlomo's song, Omdat, was uh, it was a very secular act. And, and they had these, uh, uh, like a whole like cheerleading group of girls <laughs> in back, dressed not so sneers. And Shlomo walked out in the middle of the performance and uh, he never performed that song again. But my father fo- thought it was, you know, it's a beautiful song. And um, and so we did it on Give Me Harmony with, you know, seven part, eight part harmony. And, and um, it's not one of his more known songs, but uh, we thought it's beautiful. And we've been doing it at our show, so we put it on our album. It's called Omdot, the Solomon Brothers on JM in the AM. Yerushalayim, Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim, 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 Yerush
The Solomon brothers here at JM in the AM, and as uh, Nachman Solomon told us, Bezrat Hashem, they're going to be in the New York area, or I should say more accurately the East Coast, uh, in November. And please, God, we're going to try to bring them in studio um, for a full performance during one of our JM in the AM broadcasts. Reminder, tonight is the 10th annual Five Town Summer Barbecue and Israeli Wine Tasting for the One Israel Fund. Uh, that is tonight. Information at 516-239-9202, 516-239-9202. My thanks to Shlomo Katz, who was with us earlier via telephone, was not able to make it at the last minute here to the Inbal, but I thank him very much. It's because of him that uh, Nachman Solomon is here. Now we're able to do this show dedicated to the community of Moshav Modi'in. We're asking everybody, Mavo Modi'in, we're asking everybody to give as generously as possible. The fire was a devastating fire. If you've seen the videos or if you've visited the Moshav at this point, you know exactly what I mean. And uh, we have an opportunity to really help out by going to jgive.com. jgive.com, you're looking for the Fire Relief Fund from Mavomo the Inn. And uh, they are over 300,000 shekels. We've been saying we're trying to get to 1 million shekel over the next couple of weeks. Do what you can to give as generously as possible. You have heard over the last hour or so how incredible the Moshav is and how spiritual it is and how it's affected so many lives and the domino effect that has happened around this world with people coming back to Judaism and enhancing their spiritual experience because of what's happened on the Moshav, both in the Kalbach area and era rather and the post-Kalbach era uh, is unbelievable. Um, so please give what you can for one of the most important, um, uh, one of the most important creative and artistic areas of Israel, a place known as the Moshav. In a state that has many Moshavim, it is the place called the Moshav. You, know, you played Lamana Chai earlier, and maybe we could do one more live song, which would be amazing, if you don't mind. Sure. You played Lamana Chai earlier, and I said to myself, you know, I heard Reb Shlomo play that song mm. once in Israel. And it was right near your home. You know where I heard it? In no. the Pargod. Oh, really? In the Pargod. He, he did a great performance one night, which was a regular uh, stop for him. You know, that was a I, I heard, yeah, stories about that. You're talking about the Pargod here in Jerusalem. Right, yeah, right by yeah. your home. Um, and in, in what I guess would be called Shari Chesed area, right? Uh, Shari Chesed, Nachlaot. Nachlaot area, really. Yeah, you could say no. the Pargod is actually in Nachlaot. And in Nachlaot, which is right next door to where we are, in a sense, and certainly more next door to where you live, you have a lot of Kalbach influence there, what we'll call for today a lot of Moshav influence. Because aside from the Kalbach Minyanim, you have people there who are constantly... Right. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking of the Razel brothers and others who are, you know, very into Kalbach aside from their own music. And I'm wondering if you participated, and again, you help me out with the, with the ages here. Did you participate in the Kalbach tribute concert, the famous one of Binyanei Haoma? That was uh, such mean, a significant one. Well, we, it's every year. We every do. year they still do it. We still do it every year. Yeah. There was one that came out what with a recording. There was a recording of it. That, yeah, uh, well, I, mean, I mean, I've been doing it for since, uh, I guess, the late 90s or... Does that happen at the time of the yard Even site? before, around, yeah, it happens the week Every of year, the yard site. And still Shabbos. always been in Ahoma? Still, uh, one year we did it in a, in another amphitheater um, in Airport City, actually. But, but yeah, the Binyanehoma is, and we're there every year. And so and all the regulars continue to come and perform. All the regulars and a lot of uh, newbies that you see now. Um, a lot of uh, uh, now that you know Shlomo has become so popular mm-hmm. in the <laughs> in the Haredi world, you see all these uh, new Haredi stars popping up, and they're they're all there as well. So there so. may be Hasidic singers there singing yes, Kalbach selections, definitely. And uh, what song do you normally? Do the Solomon Brothers do a specific song, or uh, we? Or it could be anything. 
well, we almost always do Lamanachai. That's your song. And um, and the one that you just played, Omdate Rebeinu, right. is, is another one that, that we do a lot. Those are yours. Does your yeah. father still participate? Um, not as much. He he played with us two years ago, I believe, but uh, here and there. Right. Here and there. He's more retired. He likes to do the studio work, less on the spotlight. Amazing. Okay, uh, Nachman Solomon, can I trouble you for one more live music sure. performance here on this very special Wednesday? As I remind the audience that we are trying to raise money, and actually this is a very good segue because uh, when you do when you do telethons, when you ask people to raise money, you offer them some entertainment in exchange. We have a live performance by Nachman Solomon. At the same time, I'm going to ask everybody to log on to jgive.com to give as generously as possible to the Mavomodian Fire Relief Fund. This is a fire that happened at the end of May, Lagba Omer, you may recall. It has devastated the community to the point of, unfortunately, almost completely gone. The community is almost completely gone. And we're, uh, we're hearing today, and I'm glad we did this, because Nachman Solomon has shed some light on this for us. We're hearing that they are going to try, and they will be successful, to rebuild the community of Moshav Mavomodian. Uh, but it's going to be take a, it's going to take time and it's going to take funds. So please give as generously as you can. Jgive.com for the fire relief fund. They are at over three hundred thousand shekel. And again, as I've been announcing, the goal is to, as a worldwide Jewish community, to get to the one million shekel mark in the next couple of weeks. Nachman Solomon, what do we got? That's a good question. Um, what should we do? Like I'm actually performing with you. I'm saying it. <laughs> what should we do here? As we uh, speak about Mavomo Dien. We can do, um, maybe we'll try and do um, one of uh, the Solomon Brothers. Please. Written by? Written by, uh, written by me. I mean, written by me. It's, it's uh, a pasuk which is uh, relevant to what's coming up. Achat Shaltimet Hashem. So it was a good lyricist, David Amalek, right? Yeah. Very good lyricist. Not bad. And it's your song, your tune. It's our tune, yeah, arranged by the Solomon Brothers. Ah, <laughs> Bum bum, ya ba 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 bum bum, ya ba 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 bum bum, ba 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 bo yo yo ya ha. Shalti me et Hashem ota ota avakeh. Shalti me. את השם אותה, אותה אבקש 
לחזור בנועם השם הוא לבקר בחלו, לבקר בחלו. בום בום, יבא בבום בום, יבא בבום בום, בבא בבא בואי אוי אוי בום בום, בבא בבא בום בום, יבא בבא בום בום, בבא בבא בואי פנומנל. Thank you so much Thank for that. Thanks for having us. Nachman Solomon, everybody. The Solomon Brothers. I assume we could check out online, right? Solomon yeah, Brothers? Anywhere you want. Spotify, All they got to do is search you. Instagram. <laughs> uh, and I appreciate you being here this morning. I hope that our efforts will, number one, be a tremendous memorial to Reb Shlomo. Um, I had a wonderful relationship with him. And I think he would take great pride in the fact that we've spent some time on this trip trying to help save and rebuild the Moshav. 100%. Thank you guys so much. I, I, th- thank you. And I just, every time I think about it, that the, uh, that the ripple effect that the Moshav has had on the world of Jewish music, the world of Jewish creativity, the world of spirituality. Ironically, we used the word fire before. The holy fire that uh, came from the Moshav for 40 years is something that will never be extinguished. Uh, the actual fire devastated the town, but Who knows? A, a year from now, we could be sitting together and Bezrat Hashem, it could be completely rebuilt and, Amen. and thriving again. Amen. And uh, we hope to see you, please God, after the Chagim when you come to the United States. Definitely. And I'd I cannot thank you enough. Uh, thank you so much. Nachman thank you, Solomon. And best regards to everybody. The entire Mishpacha. Definitely will do. Um, when I think about all the uh, members of the Solomon family that we've had something to do with musically over the years, it's wonderful to add Nachman now to that list. of amazing people who have appeared with us on the show and have had such an important effect on our uh, radio community. Um, we are going to, go to this, we're going to go to this song, appropriately enough, by Shlomo Katz. I'm sure if Shlomo was here, he probably would have played this song live. And I thank Shlomo for helping arrange today. And meanwhile, I wrap up this segment by asking everybody to go to jgive.com, jgive.com, and be as generous as possible for the fund that's known as the Moshav Mavomodian Fire Relief Fund. Find it at jgive.com. Help uh, achieve the goal. If everybody around the world gives generously as you have since this fire started, um, then we can achieve the goal. And Bezrat Hashem, um, maybe broadcast from a rebuilt Moshav very, oh, very soon, which would be amazing. My thanks again to Nachman Salman. This is Shlomo Katz at JM in the AM.
Wednesday. No, we said we're dedicating a morning to the uh, Moshav Modi'in. We didn't realize Mavo Modi'in. We didn't realize how how well we could do that show here at the Inbal Hotel. And um, I want to thank Nachman Solomon, who really came through as uh, an unbelievable spokesman for the Moshav and somebody who obviously has a tremendous history with the Moshav, having been born there. And um, our best to his entire family and to all the families that are now unfortunately displaced. But hopefully that will end soon. Miriam Wallach said to me that if you're trying to give at jgive.com, stick with it. You will find eventually the fire relief fund. Could be difficult to find, but uh, we also will point out that people like Shlomo Katz and others have it on their Facebook page. But if you search fire relief fund Mavomodian, you will eventually get there, and I hope you'll give as generously as possible. And now half of our broadcasts for our journey to the Holy Land have been completed. And now, Miriam L. Wallach, we move on to Yom NCSY. We do. The party begins this evening. That's really, that's really the honest truth. Because we're literally heading from Jerusalem to uh, a camp, to Park Renana in order to... Uh, not camp. I was about to say Camp it's Renana. not all about camp. To Park Renana in order to uh, broadcast tomorrow morning's show from uh, the NCSY, Yom NCSY. Mm-hmm. Uh, those of you out there who, um, who like to comment on our app during real time, you won't be able to do that during that show, unfortunately. Uh, but if you tune in, you're going to hear some cool stuff. A lot of great people who are involved with one of the most 
amazing summer programs uh, out there, and that's, of course, the collective summer programs of NCSY. So check it out, everybody. Stay with us on Thursday morning at JM and the AM, and we will uh, be more than happy uh, to report to you on all the goings-on from tonight's Yom NCSY. And it's going to be a lot of fun. As you say, it's a a big party. It certainly is. And we're going to meet a lot of great people who are doing wonderful things this summer. And Um, it's incredibly inspiring as well. We shouldn't shouldn't underestimate that. Yeah, we shouldn't forget the inspirational aspect of it. Um, And we hear there's going to be a big dedication tonight. So there's a lot going on at this Yom NCSY show. It's not just music. It's not just kids. It's not just programming. There's there's a lot going on tonight. And for that reason alone, make sure to tune in. If you want to get a special message to the NCS wires or a specific NCS wire, Nachum at NachumSiegel.com, subject line NCSY. Nachum at NachumSiegel.com, subject line NCSY. And we'll try to work those into the show. <laughs> Did you see what listener Terry wrote on the app? What's she write? Now I'm really bummed to be missing Yom NCSY. Need luggage tags. Loving <laughs> all the guests, especially the ones from Efrat yesterday. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we'll help you out, Terry. We, we'll help you we out. We may actually meet some people from Efrat tonight as well. Uh, then Friday, our JMM Friday morning show is going to be done from both Michlelet and Michlelet and uh, Kolel. Mm-hmm. NCSY Kolel. And... Um, not just want to see it, thanks. Uh, yeah. And that's why I call out. So make sure to uh, to tune in both tomorrow morning and Friday morning. And this show hopefully displayed that. Our brothers Amen. and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world, the web at NachumSiegel.com. On the NachumSiegel Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. And that wraps up a Wednesday in Jerusalem. Big thank you to Ronnie Timzit, the general manager, and to Panina, Yael, and everyone at the Inbal Hotel for their incredible help uh, over the last couple of days and for being the hospitable and amazing host that they are for us when we come to Jerusalem. Big thank you to Miriam L. Wallach, mm. uh, producer extraordinaire, mm. and to Yoni Pollock, engineer extraordinaire, Woo-hoo. and to all the other people who've been helping us, including uh, Avrami and Yigal and Mark Zamek and ZK and those who are working behind the scenes to make sure that our broadcasts go as well as possible. And uh, don't forget the One Israel Fund event is tonight. Yom NCSY is tonight. That broadcast is tomorrow morning. Make sure to be tuned in. And have a fabulous Wednesday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Sigal reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.